Hey, for how good our secondary is playing, can you imagine if how easy it would be for them if we got any kind of pressure? And I know we've gotten yeah, pressure on them, yeah. but like until they get hit, it doesn't phase them nearly as much. You're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Welcome to all of our friends, family, and our foes. With my sons, Kellen and Garrett, I am Todd Fox, and we are the Fox Den Sports Podcast, and today marks our 93rd episode. What player do you think of that wore the jersey number 93? With Gerald McCoy, one of the best defensive players of all time in Oklahoma history, probably. Probably one of the best recruits we've gotten in state as well. And I don't know if he'll be a future Hall of Famer in the NFL. He was very, very good, but I think the injuries towards the end of his career kind of messed him up a little bit. But uh, yeah, Gerald McCoy is a, is a menace. I would agree. I'll go Dwight Freeney. Yeah. Dwight Freeney, former defensive end for the, the good old Colts. He was a monster. I'll go with uh, John Randall, played for the Vikings for many years. Crazy guy, but he was a really good player. Played, I think, 11 years for the Vikings, three with the um, Seahawks. He went to the Hall of Fame in 2010. Really good football player. He was always a trash talker and was, was always just talking, always talking. He had this black eye black that he wore right here. So, anyway, he was really good player. That's who I think of. He was surprisingly the only uh, number 93 in the Hall of Fame. Is it really? Hmm. Yep. Which I imagine we'll get quite a few more later on. But Yeah, I'm trying to think who I who else I saw up there. Um, <clears throat> that I don't... So, Farini will probably get in one day. I don't know. No, it wasn't him because Clayus Campbell was good, but he wasn't. I think Gerald McCoy was better. And Dwight Farini, Dwight Farini may have a shot. Maybe we'll see. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the thrashing the Oklahoma Sooners put on the Tulsa golden hurricane on this past Saturday, 66 to 17. I know it started off, you know, fruit runs back. I don't know how many yards it was 50 yard kick of some sorts and fumbles. And then I think Tulsa threw an interception just a few plays later, but what were your, what were your initial thoughts? What do you, what are your takeaways basically from that game? I think it's hard to get in just like the Arkansas State game. Like for the way we played, it's hard to really be mad about anything. I mean, yeah, they scored 17, but that's because they put in their backup quarterback because we picked off their starting quarterback like two the first three drives or something insane. So they're like, all right, go somewhere else. And he just started getting out of the pocket and making plays. So that was just a game plan we had to figure out. So. But, I mean, you saw once they scored three drives in a row, then they didn't score the rest of the game. We figured them out. But, no, I, hard, and it, hard to nitpick this one. 
I know Venable says he's got a big old laundry sheet of list of things he's got to fix after that game, which I mean is a good sign, obviously. But no, nah, I mean I I was happy with it. It was a good performance overall, minus offensive line run game, but that was about it. Kellen, what about yourself? I mean, it was it was a good game. That first quarter felt like we dominated. I got a little nervous whenever that backup came in and like started going crazy. I, I again, it was just like last week. Never once did I think we were losing, but I was just like, here we go. Like if if a guy like this can put up yards against us, what's what's a real team going to do? Yeah, sure. And then it was like, uh, because then they're like they've outscored Oklahoma seventeen to ten since he's come in. Within thirty seconds, I think we scored, but it was just like. But then after that, I mean, I wish, granted, it's a long game. Dylan Gabriel threw that one pick, but other than that, I mean, mistakes are going to happen, but just got to keep chipping away, perfecting each little piece until we play Texas. But Oh, yeah, for sure. It was a good game. We've hardly allowed – I mean, probably – I don't know. It's hard to say because we haven't played great teams, but I feel like this is one of the better Oklahoma defenses I have ever seen, at least in recent memory. So let's see. Uh, can't wait to see them against a, a ranked team. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Cincinnati we'll talk about here in a little bit. I think they'll give them a little bit better of a matchup. You know, the best team that we will have played to date uh, this this coming up weekend. And then I know, was it Iowa State after that and then Texas. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I know it's kind of hard for me to sit there and think about this game because I know a lot of people were just, I mean – from listen to the radios, um, people talking, you know, and here's the thing. It's, it's fine that you obviously won the game and everybody's fired up about how the offense played. And that's great, but it was against Tulsa's way. I look at it. Um, and granted you still want to look good. It's better to look good against Tulsa than bad against Tulsa, but it's still, it's still to me, we're not as good as we are, you know, like as Tulsa and Arkansas state, but we're not as bad as SMU We're somewhere in between. And I think Cincinnati will lean a little bit more to the uh, to the to the SMU side is what I think of the game, and then we'll see Iowa State. I don't think they're as nearly as good as they have been in the past, but they may have some good matchups someplace. But the next, obviously, the big test we'll have is Texas. So, Garrett, you were saying something. You heard somebody somebody said that we'll have a what did they say a good record at the end of the year, but we won't be a good team, or what was it? Yeah, that our we won't be as good of a team as our record is. Right. So like, we could have 10, maybe even 11 wins, and we're not that good. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there could be things like if we go in and dominate Texas and yeah. win a lot of games really, really well, like, okay, then there's something to be said. But there's a pretty good chance that we'll have a lot more wins than what our team should have in a normal Big 12 year. But Sure. I mean, if we could just – take care of business against the teams we're supposed to take care sure. of business against that that puts us at 10 11 wins and i think yeah, 10 no, at the right. minimum and but, texas yeah. if it's not against us they'll drop some games they will they will they'll, yeah so they it's not if that would still put us in a good position to get in the big 12 championship obviously everyone wants to get into the playoffs but that's not for me, I'm just wanting to get to one of those New Year's six, New Year's six yes, bowls. I agree. 100%. That's that's something. What I and if it's the playoffs, so be it. But right, that's just the goal at the minimum this year. Whenever we're still somewhat in a in a rebuild slash re, you know, kind of retooling. Yeah. So, 
I agree hundred percent. I think, uh, I think 10 wins, it all depends on health and all that. I get it, but I think 10 wins is, is definitely doable. I think that's probably the, the stretch goal. I think nine, because I, that we're still going to play one of these, unfortunately, one of these teams and not, not show up that day or some, you know, interception fumbles, things of that nature, stuff happen. Not only get in Texas, we could, I mean, we could go in there and win. I mean, I have, we don't know until we actually play the Texas Longhorns. I think Texas be favored going into that game as of right now, but there's a, there's a whole lot of football still left to be played. I just don't know how good we are. I, again, I love the fact that we're getting some more reps for, for other players. I know that's the first time since it was 2012 that we had three receivers go over hundred yards. I think it's only the second time ever. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I believe that that may be accurate. Uh, so we had – it looked really good uh, at times, and I know our defense our, – our our line stopped the run pretty well against Tulsa. And again, it's Tulsa. But you still you, – you can only – you got you got to win and who's on your schedule. So I can't sit there and be all. You can only dominate so much against who you're right. playing. Like right, and that's the thing is you're 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 playing who's on your schedule. You just win. That's that's you go out there and you win and it's okay. Some people get you know they were upset uh, the week before with Levy and there you were saying you and I were talking about it a little bit yesterday. I mean he's he can't win. I mean if he if he blows people out or or he he doesn't have the offense go, goes well. I mean people are upset and that's just that's part of the. Uh, part of the nature of the Oklahoma fan base. What's crazy though is like we're like we didn't play and probably as perfect of a game as we would like, but like look at Georgia and Alabama both struggling in their games and sure. Georgia's still number one. Alabama's still a force to be reckoned with. So it's like you're not it's it's hard to play just a spot on perfect game. But I think that if we can just I don't know. I don't know what to expect. What do you guys? What would happen if we if we both came in undefeated and we beat Texas? What do you think? Where do you think our ranking would go? Top ten, two. There's no shot. Two in the country. There's a lot of people that because, have Oklahoma as two or three. For here's some the thing. Reason. What? Oh, well, what are you saying right now? Or if we win? If we win. Well, what count? I was just talking about what count. No, but there was said, something that you responded is, to on Twitter today. Yeah, that's like an FPI. But I've seen like other people a lot like of personal, analytics. Yeah, I've seen personal rankings too, and I'm like, I don't know what but these people see. But if Texas is undefeated by that game, they're they're still number two, if not number one. If something happens to Georgia, or if Georgia just doesn't play good a couple more times, they could be number one. And if we beat Texas, I don't care how close it is. If we just beat them undefeated. We're a hundred percent going to jump into the top three, and I would think we're going to be number two because, say, I don't think we're going to struggle with Cincinnati, even though I mean I said it. It the worst case scenario is the fact that they lost this week, but, but we'll be fine. We'll be fine, and then we got Iowa State, who uh, they just lost to Ohio, not Ohio State, just Ohio. They don't have their starting quarterback. They're a mess over there right now. And then we got uh, right before Texas. No, right before Texas is uh, Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. yeah. But so, who knows? We'll see. But that's a lot of uh, we, you know, things that everything's got to line up. All I know is we get we we play the game. That's and that's it. Dylan Gabriel, if he's healthy this year, it'll be a completely different ball game for sure. I think our defense is faster. I think they're quicker. I think they're better. 
um, prepared this year than, than, uh, than obviously last year. I know I was listening to a little bit of Venables um, coaches show uh, on the radio a little bit, a little bit ago. And he was saying, there's a lot of things that he took away few blown assignments for some from some players um defensive penalties he talked about uh one one um uh personal foul penalty 15 yard penalty so he goes there's there's some things obviously that that we took away from it that we that we got to work on just getting he goes they got to be mentally tough they got to be mentally mentally prepared so obviously he's he's working on getting all those all those guys ready and i think that's where we can't make any of those bonehead um plays and you're going to have them every once in a while we can't have them against texas you can't and and try to be successful can't put us in uh can't can't put them in a better situation or us in a worse situation because of just some somebody getting heated at the moment no i mean i think quinn yours is one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks in the country like when he's on he's probably one of the best but we've seen it time and time again that he will have a game like he had at bama and then the next week, he just all of a sudden cannot figure out how to throw the ball. So, wow. and last year, I mean, a lot of people probably remember they barely beat Oklahoma State, and he threw the ball for like 30 or 40% total. Like, it was bad. So, if we can somehow get that or force him into that, you know, range of quarterback play, I think we'll be fine, especially because he's – statistically this year one of the best worst quarterbacks throwing it downfield so force him to throw it downfield yeah. like i trust our safeties for sure to cover those guys i don't know every once in a while we give up a random big play to all these no names and it's kind of scares me for teams that can throw it yeah no, i agree but i don't think it i i'm not saying we have the better team but we definitely for thousand percent have a better defense than last year if dylan gabriel plays if he gets hurt we we have a backup quarterback this year um but also i wouldn't care if we were undefeated and texas hadn't won a game i'd be scared because it's texas and oklahoma so it's anybody's game sure. every year no you're right i just want to see us i mean obviously win but i want to see us put pressure on the quarterback i want to see some pressure on the quarterback preferably from the from the d-line without having to do much um you know blitz packages things of that nature but that's that's what i'm looking for and i want to a little concerned about the running game at this point but again i've i've i've, I've i can remember years past there were times whenever i felt that way and then all of a sudden against texas we just all of a sudden just i mean it's like they were they were waiting for some things i mean i'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen this year but that's we've had that happen but i'm a little bit concerned about our run game uh, getting some, you know, holes uh, from the from the offensive line, and I think Texas has got a decent offensive line, if I'm not mistaken. They're probably one of the best, just offensive defensive lines in the country on both sides of the ball. Like if you add them both up, but counting your meter right now. But sorry, I we're really not putting as much pressure on quarterbacks as I'd like. Well, yeah, even against Tulsa, we weren't doing a whole lot. And it's like, so that just, that does make me nervous going up and playing against actual solid lines. Like, did we, I don't, we didn't have a single sack, I don't think, of against uh, Arkansas Arkansas State. State. Well, we had one at the very, very, very Very end. end. Yeah, very end. Because they kept a starter in. Did we even have one against Tulsa? Yeah, no, we had a couple. I know PJ got his first one, which everyone's really happy about. So... 
We'll see. I mean, for how good our secondary is playing, can you imagine if how easy it would be for them if we got any kind of pressure? And I know we've gotten yeah, pressure on them, yeah. but like until they get hit, it doesn't phase them nearly as much. Right. Like if they know they're coming, but you get rid of the ball, like it's like okay, obviously, I mean they're rushing, but once you start getting hit, that's whenever you start making some quicker decisions that are going to cost your team. Right. So. Got to get pressure on the quarterback. It makes everything. I mean, it's like, and we'll talk about it in a later podcast sometime this week, but Micah Parsons, I mean, you see the difference uh, in a go, I don't get it's NFL, but with pressuring a quarterback, it makes your, makes your, your linebackers and it makes your defensive backs better. A really good, uh, really good. What am I trying to say? Defensive back with no pass rush can get hurt, can get burnt. I mean, can you know, can get uh, picked apart because the guy's got time. But if you're an average, average cornerback and you've got a, a, a great defensive line that's put pressure on the quarterback, it makes you, makes you better. So it just does. Got to start with there, got to start with the offensive line and defensive line. Cincinnati will be an interesting. Uh, it'll be an interesting matchup. I know they've got one player. What? Um, that's a all preseason All American, Corleone. How do you say his first? It's Dante Corleone. Have you have you heard? He's a defensive tackle. Um, with with that team, so he'll he'll be a little bit of a presence we got to deal with. But it's not the Cincinnati of two years ago. I I still expect a victory from the Sooners. I really do. It'll be. It'll be good because, you know, we did go on the road against Tulsa, but it was more of a home game, let's be honest, because there's more OU fans there. Someone said eight, about 80, 70, yeah. 80%. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. So they're at least going to go to a different atmosphere where they're not, the not uh, you know, being cheered on as much as possible or as much as, as the other team. So it'll – it'll hostile work environment – or work environment – hostile, uh, you know, environment – Will be nice to to see how how we how we uh, prepare and how we come across and 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 what we do. But I'm looking for. I mean, Danny Stutzman, dude, is like it's a beast right now, I and mean, he's he's that dude's get, really probably well. getting on some radars as yeah. some scouts right now. Like no, he's got, he's got I don't know team. where he would play in the NFL because I can't see him as like a middle linebacker by any means. But I don't know. That guy's wild. Maybe he's just going to be one of those players that's a really good college player, but it's, just doesn't yeah. have like the tangibles to yeah. but some, make it some to the people next can level. Go in, whether, size, size wise or not, can go in and change a position like Aaron yeah. Donald playing positions. People, people never thought he'd do what he could do, proving everybody wrong. You never know. Maybe he plays free safety. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't have any idea. Maybe you know, play plays a uh, free safety or strong safety in the back possible i don't i don't know it'll be interesting to see because he's he's all over the all over the field we need um the the linebacker mccullough mccullough yeah yeah hopefully hopefully he'll be back hopefully he'll be back this week he i thought there was a chance he was even going to play tulsa today or yeah it's tulsa but they kept him out which is fine i I mean yeah i think it's a wise smarter move especially because their starter Justin Harrington, he might be out for the year. Like honestly, so keeping uh, McCullough safe. Yes. No, I think I think it's, I think it's great. Texas time. I think 
I think he's going to be, I mean, I know you said it before, like Texas is a big game that a lot of people have their come out party. I think he could be a guy that makes some plays. And I think Peyton Bowen, like he's been all over the place, yeah. but he hasn't had his first pick yet. I think that could be the game. Like he's been right there in two weeks in a row. Both this, hands on the yes. ball essentially, but. This team is more prepared right now than they were last year. I know last year after the first three games, I think it was the Nebraska, the after the Nebraska game, people were pretty fired up. I remember um, Bothworth talking about our defense. I remember Colin Coward talking about our defense, how, how, how they moved and all how great they were. And then all of a sudden just nosedived. I don't expect to see that this year. Cause I think there's just better players on the program a year more under the uh, tutelage of, of Venables, and I, I just can't wait. I think it's great. Dylan Gabriel was 28 for 31, 421 yards, five touchdowns. He did have the one pick, but I think he's got 11 touchdowns um, on the year and, and, and one interception. But that 28 of 31 is fantastic. I know Arnold was two for four, 55 yards, had the one touchdown pass. That was a that beautiful was, touchdown pass. Was that the Nick Anderson? I mean, that was a, yeah, that ball was a dime. Yeah, it was – and he had a guy drill him right after he let yeah. go of that ball. No, so. but Jackson, Jackson Arnold was 13 for 15, 169 yards, three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing for the, the few plays he's got to play. Right. And then, again, I heard a lot of a lot of talk about Oklahoma and that uh, – I call it – I keep calling it belldozer because that's what Blake Bell used to do. He And that's what they're putting the little package in for Jackson Arnold. They call it the jackhammer. The Jack is that what they're calling now, Jackhammer? And I get it. I mean, they're trying to get him get him on the field. I don't know if they're trying to do it to, you know, get him make him not be upset that he's not playing. I, I don't know the answer to that. But, Gary, you said it before. You think this could be we're setting Texas up where he, he does it, what you say, one against Texas, does it maybe once or twice, and then the third time just – what you, what's going to happen? Well, yeah, I think if I had to line it up to what I think they'll do, I think he'll do a normal one. He'll drop back for one and then go make him think he's going to pass. And the next one, they're going to be so discombobulated about what, what he's going to do. He'll drop back and actually let one sling. And he's going to – I mean, he can throw that thing far, farther than Gabriel, that's for sure. So they're going to have to be ready for that alone because Gabriel can't throw at 50 yards. So – and I think, yeah. you know, defenses know that on deep, you know, routes. Yeah, right. So yeah, right. when Arnold, Arnold gets in there, if he gets a full, you know, step into it, it, it can go pretty far, 60, 65 yards. So. Yeah. Be very interesting to see how all that transpires. I know the running game, Barnes had 13 carries for 68 yards. Sawchuck, nine carries for 25 yards. Both of those guys scored a touchdown. And then there was no um, – I didn't see Marcus Major. I think he was in for a play, and there and maybe – He like got a, the ball once. Yeah, like a penalty on that play. Something. Tawee never got yeah, in at all, play. which Walker, is yeah. so weird. Maybe it was just – and I know Barnes and Sawcheck have been banged up, so obviously keeping them healthy. healthy but Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe they were just trying to get Tawee and Marcus touches before they yeah. knew Barnes and Sawcheck were healthy yeah. and going to be the full-time guys, which – I will say this. I know the holes haven't been there, but Barnes doesn't seem nearly as fast this year. I don't know what it is. He's almost too patient on some of these plays. And I'm like, man, you could have had that whole 
while ago, or even when he's open field, he's just not outrunning anybody, which maybe that's more Sawchuk's play style. I know Barnes can run through some people, but sure. Be very interesting. What's what's awesome is the is the Farouk six catches for 126 yards and a touchdown. I know I said a few weeks ago that we weren't using him enough. Got to get him involved. Nick Anderson, three catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. Is he a freshman? Yeah, redshirt freshman. And so he was here last year, but and his brother is who? Uh, Rodney. Rodney Anderson. Yeah. yeah, I always want to say Robbie, but that's the guy who played at Carolina and all that. Yeah, but no, Rodney. Rodney Anderson, who great OU running back. Oh yeah, he honestly. left too early. He left too early. He should have stuck around at least another year. Yeah, my opinion. And then Anthony, the guy from Michigan, four catches, 112 yards. I love that kid. I really like him. He always finds himself open. Yes. And I mean always. And then Jaden Gibson, I don't know if you yeah. saw his snag. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to keep him off the field because so far yeah. this year, he's won every single one-on-one jump ball. Sure. And I think going into the into the season, a lot of people were really concerned with the about the wide receivers and how that, how that was going to wind up. And I, I feel like the running backs are the ones I'm more concerned about now than I am the receivers because i think gabriel's going to get him the ball and i think we've got a uh we've got at least four or five deep uh, and that's not even counting so- uh, stogner as well i was just about to say tight ends are weak Ty- stogner yeah, he's got like three catches this year I, and i think it's more so we're just not utilizing them but sure definitely spreads it out a little bit more it helps but yeah stogner I, he's probably he might be a little upset he switched over here because he was getting quite a bit of targets with Rattler over there. True. But again, Carolina, they could be, they could be doing this. And then all of a sudden Stogner has a big game. I mean, it just, who knows the game and ships people play. I mean, hopefully there's nobody from coaching staff of Texas watching our podcast. And then they get, Oh, wait, I never thought about the fact that uh, Arnold may, you know, run up and then do a little dump pass real quick. I don't know. So hopefully, but you know, chances are, with as many listeners as we do have, that they could be watching. So we'll see. How do you think the Cincinnati game? Um, how do you think it's going to go down? It's eleven a.m. kickoff, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, it'll be interesting because I know we've stopped the run well so far, but they're like number eight in the country, I think, averaging like two hundred and forty yards a game on the ground. So. If we can stop that, we're in yes easy easy company. Yes. But yes, I don't think our our offense won't have a challenge. Like like you said, this isn't the Cincinnati of a couple years ago. They're so good. Yeah, they are. Like you can't look past them. But I mean, yeah, our our offense is going to be fine. It's more of just if we can keep the running game defense. So yeah, I'm looking at some things right now, like the rushing on their team. They they averaging. Five yards of carry right now for themselves, passing for 286 yards. Uh, they have eight touchdown passes, three picks already. They've been sacked six times this year. So, and those are against, I mean, they, they play Pittsburgh, they play Miami of Ohio, and then I think it was like Eastern Kentucky, maybe the first game. I think it's, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that, I believe that'd be the case. We've just, we've, um, we've got to figure out a way to stop. The just the the dumb penalties, some of the dumb penalties that we've had, and if we can if we can turn that around, I still think we're going to win. 
but I, I would I would feel a lot, lot better about it to 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 not have the penalties. We're gonna win. I literally I'm not worried about anything until Texas. I think that's when our schedule really starts picking up. Yeah, I mean we'd have if we if we lost it would be because of our mistakes. Gotcha. Because you go Texas, then you go UCF, which is good, but. That will, I think, likely be the first game that their starting quarterback comes back, so that could be really hit or miss for him. Kansas, they have the preseason offensive player of the year in the Big 12, that quarterback. So, I mean, yeah. there is no time. I mean, they're 3-0. I mean, doesn't matter who they play. That's more than what you can normally say about Kansas. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oklahoma State, oh, man. I don't know, man. That's hilarious. I love it. I really do. I, I do, but it's just it's still it's Oklahoma State, so it's like you just never know. I know. You're right. And they have it, they could figure it out by then. That's just I I watched some of that game and I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, I, the crowd was just like there was no energy and they were just like, What is going on? This is South Alabama. Yeah, I was uh I looked it up the other day or today actually. Let me see. Give me one second. Because they lost a big game in 2000. They lost to Southern Mississippi in their third game, which is the year we won, by the way. So, you know, another one, they lost to a very inferior opponent that year as well. So that'd be interesting. I just can't wait, man. I think we've got, I think we'll be, if all goes, goes as planned, I think we'd be favored in all the games except for Texas at this point. And if we could win, roll off eleven wins, man, I'll take that. But I still want I want to beat Texas, and I don't. I mean, I just don't want to lose. Well, yeah, everyone's going insane about Dion maybe adding six, seven wins, which is unheard of. Vanderbilt could do the same, which is even crazier if you, from whenever you already have six wins to try and get to that 10-11. Like that's a big, big, a big jump. Yeah, no, sure, it 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 definitely is, and I think. I don't know if he's feeling more comfortable. I don't, but I do think players understanding the system a little bit better. But again, it's against weaker competition. We'll see how it all transpires here in a few weeks against Texas, and you'll see you'll see some uh, some better teams, better offenses for sure, better defenses for us to go up against. We could just hold every opponent to twenty four points. I like our chances. We could hold, you know, because I just think we're going to be able to score. I think we I think we can score 26 27 points each game. Yeah, I mean Levy's shown that whenever he wants to and we need to score, he's going to make it happen. Like we've talked about it before like the SMU game, everyone's scared it's a three-point game then next thing you know, bang bang bang, it's like a 90 something yard drive just touchdown. Like Yeah. He can make it happen against just about anybody he wants. So we'll see. No, definitely. I, I looking forward to it. I know uh, you said Colorado game. That was that was a pretty interesting game. You texted Kellen. I'm assuming you were in bed too when Garrett sent that text to us when we were sleeping. Because it was like two fifteen where you're at and one fifteen here. I'm like, huh? I mean, I'm looking at the phone. I mean, I watched the first quarter. It was pretty cool, but I could not stay up. If I would have known the game was going to turn out like that, I may may have made it. Oh yeah, I. I, I everybody everything i was seeing was just like as crazy as of, of a game as it was everyone was like if you would have told me last year that i'd be up at 2 a.m watching colorado, colorado. you i would have been like there's something wrong with me like i must not have anything else to do but it's pretty impressive I'm, 
It it was one of the more exciting games just because of everything that transpired before, during, like you're sitting there. For me, I was rooting for Colorado State going into it, and the second they made that hit on yep. Travis Hunter, I was like, you know what? Screw these guys. Like they came in here, with they were playing dirty, no purpose to to play this, you know, like football. They they There's came in here nobodies. to take some take some guys out. It felt yeah, like to me of... it was premeditated, and if he meaning like if he had his opportunity to take a shot, he was going to take a shot, and he got it. But then he's the same guy. That was uh, juked on that uh, final touch, or not the final one, but regulation in that game right? time. Yeah, the game time. So it's pretty, pretty funny actually. Yeah, but he but cost. He probably cost Colorado a chance at these next couple games. Yeah, I didn't think you're 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 right. I mean that that's that's true. And I mean the, I don't I don't think they were going to win against Oregon or a right. U, uh, USC but taking out their best defender. Well, yeah, he's slash a great receiver. Receiver too. It's just rough. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead. That team just needs help on defense. Like their offense can figure it out, but they need him on defense. Yeah. They play here uh, September. They play next week against Oregon and then at, at Oregon and they play at home against USC. It's 11 a.m kickoff i guess which is Eastern which is 9 a.m yeah think, 9 yeah, a.m for yeah, california yeah which is hilarious that's the greatest thing ever man i can't stand lincoln riley and then he riley's talking about keeps talking about, he, he get that knucklehead in the news and i don't know why he did some kind of podcast or interview or what and he's bringing up that players or not or you know his house was was uh was burglarized several different times several times or many times maybe in the actual, actual verbiage, and there's no police report about it. Now, he's going to lie and say, oh, well, yeah, I, I went through a different, uh, you know, a private investigator of some sort. The guy's just a liar, flat-out liar. And I know I, I've read some things, and people are they're going, oh, well, Oklahoma fans just need to get over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I'm over it. But the thing is, he's the one who brought it up. So we're, def- we, we're defending ourselves. That's it. And I know you shouldn't have to defend yourself, but the guy's a liar. 100%. I can't wait to see those guys. They're going to, they're going to get beat up against somebody. I don't know who, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to be in the long, in the grand scheme of things, we're going to be better off. We have a oh, coach yeah. that knows how to coach defense. I think once we get the team that can get up there, we're not going to choke the final four every single year. Like, I, and by that point, there's going to be more than four teams. But well, like, I was going to say, not to mention, though, like you're going to have to get through more competition just to get to the final sure. four. Like, yeah, I think it, it's it was rough for a couple of years. He took Caleb William, Caleb, Caleb with him, which made yeah. it worse. But like, well, in the grand scheme of things, I think we're better off than. Oh, we are. I mean, we, we definitely are. And I, I'm not a big fan. Like, I think he had. I, I I sat up here and talked to Gannon like Gannon was getting mad at me because I I was talking about how I didn't like Lincoln Riley and all that but I never I mean I didn't know he was going to leave like that but I I I honestly always felt like he had one foot in one foot out but I thought it would, he would leave it'd be for the NFL just didn't didn't feel but like that would be fit less betrayal and just like dang can't believe he's gone but like you don't feel as betrayed as you do no I agree no you're you're right 
you're right. And I still, I think there's an outside shot. He never coaches in the big 10. I know it's next year, but I think there's a, there's a chance. Like think about it for just a second, hypothetically. And again, I don't know if it's going to happen. If the Arizona Cardinals get the first pick, would they get rid of their coach and, and bring on Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams? I don't, I don't know. They just got their new coach. They're not going to give him one year. You They did that to the guy before. Yeah, but this is their plan. They want to. They want the number one pick. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, they had Kingsbury for like four, but I'm talking no, about the guy before King, teams, Kingsbury. Oh yeah, many teams t- yeah. will take a head coach for almost an interim year. Yeah, without anybody knowing it. You've, yeah, you've seen it. I mean, the Texans did it last year with Lovey Smith. I can't remember the guy's name. I, I can see see his face. He's now, I think, the defensive coordinator in uh, in Carolina. Um, I think if I'm not 100 percent sure on that but yeah it happens man and i can see who was denver's head coach you know shock it or whatever don't even get me started on that guy i think the only reason he got the jets job is because i think the jets are like hey let's hire this guy and get aaron Rodgers, and then four plays into it well that's gone so who knows man that's terrible but we'll see i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to the college football season it's hard because you because we're so emotionally invested in it. We're expecting you know great things, and you know I know there's going to be some games where they don't they don't outplay the competition, where they beat themselves. They just don't show up. There's no motivation, and other teams fired up. It happens. Still don't like it, but I'm still. But I love college football. I love I, honestly. I mean, I think Venables will will be fine, especially if we are able to continue to land these players for sure. If they can come in. And, you know, speaking of, like, who's the kid from Missouri that you're, hope- you're hoping the Missouri lost against uh, K-State? K-State. Yeah. I mean, they'll still lose plenty of games. I'm not saying – but that would have been a big one just because earlier in the season and an out-of-conference split team. But Sure. Yeah, I think they'll still only win six, maybe seven games. So, we'll see. I mean – yeah, Williams and Ranieri, obviously, we're still pushing really hard for him. Of course. Even if they win 10 games, there's a chance he decommits. Cause... You never know until he until you sign that, those papers. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen. If I were predicting a score of this week's game, oh, I'd say Oklahoma. I'm going to say Oklahoma 37. I'm going to say Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to say 22. They're going to go for miss two-point conversion, make a two-point, something like that. I'm going to go 45-24. I was going to go 45-20, so. Well, that's fine. I think we're all kind of in a similar yeah, similar range. They'll score, I mean. Yeah. But it will still show that we are we can stand our ground. But I, part of me, hope I want it to be a tougher game, just put our guys to a test, you know, like. See what? Yeah, no, I agree. See if they got any of that moxie there, you know, <laughs> little, little, little resilience. Yeah, a little savage and not average. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, but you, you still got to you you still got to see and hope that uh, hope that that all happens because that's what that's what we're hoping for. We want to see a uh, how they're going to respond to adversity in a big game and it's not necessarily big game, but I mean this is a big game. It's the first road game, true road game. For this team, this year, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. kickoff. I, I'm not gonna lie, 
I would rather play them at 11 a.m. than than at night. Those night crowds get away. Me. Teams are always yeah. That's what I was just They're about rowdy, to say. Man. Which speaking of Iowa State game just got announced today for six, 6 p.m. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun one. That'll be really fun. I think that one's going to be over pretty quick if I had imagined. So it's just going to be a bunch of yes, bunch of fans just hanging out essentially. Yeah, come halftime. Yeah. I would I would imagine, but having some uh, having a lot of pops. I guarantee that's what's going to happen that night. Couple couple drinks. Couple couple couple. Well, the uh, the Fox Den would love to let you guys know. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. We know you got a lot of things going on, and you made us a part of your day. So thank you so much for that. I just want to remind everybody that iron sharpens iron. Please stay safe. Be savage and not average. And remember to join the skulk. And until next time, good goodbye, everybody. Boomer. You've been listening to the Fox Dan Sports Podcast with Todd, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Find us on Facebook at Fox Dan Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdansports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Den Sports.